0: Hey y'all, thank you for tuning in to the Spilling the Sweet Tea podcast. You are listening to your Southern BFFs share their stories and create a community that spreads love and lets others know you are not alone. We hope that you enjoy the things we discuss and that you feel like you are part of something special. Let's get it started with today's episode. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Spilling the Sweet Tea podcast. Today's episode is brought to you from the Russell, a historic East Nashville church transformed into a -a one-of-a-kind boutique hotel. The Russell's mission is to give back to the Nashville community through their Rooms for Rooms program by donating a portion of each day to local nonprofits who are helping those experience homelessness. Visit RussellNashville.com to book your experience today and if you feel led to... Record a podcast, they have the perfect setup for it. So, in today's episode, Carrie and I are going to discuss growth in ourselves where we have already experienced some growth, where we feel that we could grow even more in certain areas, and just share that you can always grow. There's always room for that. So, I'm going to let carrie take the reins on this one first because she was able to pinpoint her growth a little bit quicker than i could (laughs) okay so
1: probably in the last four years now i went through some personal drama trauma whatever you want to call it we'll get into that one day and even before this i realized there was like something within me that like i would just have these like alarm bells go off when people said something or did something and for whatever reason, it always ended up that like my gut feeling, intuition, whatever, was correct. Well, fast forward to the last, you know, four years, and I have realized that what it is for me personally would be my intuition, my gut feeling, and I like to think of that as discernment. Mm-hmm. So again, call it what you want, but it's this weird, I think I have learned, I guess, while I knew that there was something to it years and years ago over the last four years, I have learned to really listen to it. There was a period in my life where I would jump straight on it and, it and you know, sniff it out and really sometimes kind of make an ass of myself. <laughs> but over the last four years, I've really learned to, like, listen to it, sit on it, really feel it, and kind of decipher, you know, is this really what I'm feeling? Is this anxiety? Because I think there is something to that, too, where we... As women, and I'm sure men, but I'm a female, so I'm speaking from my perspective. We get these anxious thoughts and we think, oh gosh, this is happening. Mm-hmm. When in reality, it's not always happening. So I have learned to sit on it, really filter through it, but pray over it. Yes, and pray over it. Mm-hmm. And you know, is this is this anxiety? Is this my discernment? And yeah, I think I think for the most part, I've gotten a really good grasp on listening to myself. I remember specifically one time one of my best friends was dating a guy and it was the weirdest thing because at that point in my life, this was probably, gosh, I don't know, 11, 12 years ago. I did not realize this about myself. I I just, I remember we were eating dinner one night and he got up and he said something that every other husband, he wasn't a husband, he was a boyfriend at this point, but every other male in a relationship would say to a female, but for some reason he said it and it. Something in me went off and was like, uh-uh, this <laughs> ain't is right. not right. All he said was, hey, friend's name, will you make me a plate? And some again, it's nothing Cody would not say to me. Darren would not say to you. He wouldn't think twice about it. Like, yeah, sure, whatever, I'm up. It was just the most bizarre thing that something went off. It was like alarm bells going off. And I remember I said to her, I said, something is off. I don't know. Something doesn't feel right. I just, I, I'm not sure if I like this guy Where she's like, You're crazy. Okay, whatever. (laughs) Fair enough, right? Because it didn't make sense. And I and I explained to her that this did not make sense. Even within myself, it did not make sense that he said this super simple thing that every male would say to a female. And it wasn't even ugly. It was not an ugly tone. It was just like, hey, you gonna make me a plate? Not a big deal. And I told her, I said, I know it sounds crazy. I I don't understand it, but I do feel like I need to say something to you. Mm -hmm. Well, like within a month they broke up and it was and then some other things came out and he was bizarre and weird and anyway so like that's kind of when I was like okay there's something to it and I remember it happened another time at some point with someone that I was like something feels right because he said something what he said was not weird it just it went off for me and so I've learned that even within myself going through some things in my personal life I would feel things and I would try to be like no it's not a big deal it's it's fine and then I started to realize I think what I have really landed on lately really actually in within my work
0: which you are explain your position we've touched that you you work in a middle school yes
1: but explain what that so i am is. An, an assistant in a behavior classroom so the kids that just struggle a little bit more i don't want to say blending in but just kind of getting through a normal class period with their peers that struggle to maybe make good solid healthy choices social decisions yes they kind of hang out in our room. and and then we do once they learn their coping skills and such, mm-hmm. we we put them out to which classes is something and, you
0: all help them with, yes, yeah. yeah,
1: yeah, we 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 teach a lot of social emotional learning, which I know is a you know hot button topic, but we can get into that later and just kind of teach them how to, you know, like, hey, if someone's making you mad, we don't need to pick up a chair and throw it across the room, right? <laughs> yeah, um, we just need to kind of maybe walk out and come back to our room and take a break, so which I but, think is
0: very good that. That is so apparent now in, oh, in young yes. kiddos and that you they have you as a resource and you can tell them plain how it is. Hey, let's not make this choice and let's go cool
1: off. Right. Like that's wonderful. Let's take a five. Working in the school school systems are another hot button issue <laughs> that we don't have to get into. But I have learned you kind of start to feel there are times in our life, well, my life that I feel like, am I crazy? Like, surely I'm not crazy. I know that, like, what I'm feeling. But but surely, also, surely to goodness is a new thing that I'm going to make all of us at school shirts. Surely to
0: goodness shirts. Surely
1: to goodness. Because you think, surely to goodness, these people that are in charge would not make this decision. Oh, but they do. So, I, it's another thing where I think, you know, if it looks like a duck, walks like a duck, quacks, quacks like, like a, duck, a duck, is a duck. Okay. Yes. And so, I think that's kind of a very loosey-goosey, no pun intended, way of saying, like, listen to your gut, right? If something is creeping up inside of you, also learned probably in the last probably five to eight years that, like, that little still small voice, you know, little Geppetto, whatever, (laughs) not Geppetto, Jiminy Cricket, I don't know, anyway, I've only seen Pinocchio, like, once, (laughs) but if Jiminy Cricket, you feel like, continues to, like, speak, to your brain and you're like go away you keep knocking him off your shoulder and you're like go away and he keeps jumping back on you you're like that's that still small voice that's that discernment that gut feeling that women's intuition yes that you need to listen to there's something to it and i'm not saying you're 100 on board like you're not 100 on but like there is 90 percent 95 99 percent of the time there's something to it like yes you know you might have one small detail off that might be insignificant but there is in my life there is always something to it and so when i feel like again, surely to goodness, this is not happening. But then you have these feelings on the inside. And then sometimes even like hard evidence where you're like, but no, but this is happening. I'm yes. not crazy. Um, listen to that. Like
0: Women's intuition is a real thing. And I'm sorry to any of the men that listen to this, but I have not met a man that has that gut feeling or that listens to that chirping in their ear to help them Like, really analyze and evaluate something. Like, I love my husband. He is a wonderful man, but he just doesn't have gut feelings like Mm -hmm. that. He is very black and white, see the writing on the wall kind of man. And and most of the men that I talk to and meet, they're kind of the same way. They just take things for how they are, which is totally fine. But you know our recent situation with a friend who— He went through a divorce and all of that was civil cordial. Everything was fine. And he immediately jumped into relationships that were not good for him, but he did not see that they were not Mm. good for him. He did not see the writing on the wall and the red flags and the things he, he's very much the type to give people the benefit of the doubt most of the time, which is not, a bad quality yeah. to have it's a it's a blessing and a curse at times but his most recent relationship we saw the writing on the wall in the very beginning and we tried to bring that to him which when i say we my husband and i i saw things that i had those gut feelings about and then i talked about them with my husband and he was you know he didn't have the gut feeling but when I brought it to his right. attention, he was like, oh, okay. So we had a conversation with this friend, and he didn't believe us. And And this friend would 100% agree with everything I'm saying right now, and he would not care that I'm saying it. But he did not agree with us because he truly believed that this situation was different, and it was not. And so he left our conversation that day and we never spoke again for about a year and a half until about two weeks ago when every single intuition and gut feeling that I had and all the red flags that we saw came to light and he came back into our lives. And because we are who we are and we love people that we know are good people, people make mistakes. It's okay for people to make mistakes. And of course we're ragging on him, giving him a lot of, I told you so, and he's gladly accepting it all. But that intuition, it's just hard to fight it. Like, and, and we told him, we're not telling you things. We don't want you to be alone and unhappy. We don't want you to just be our friend that's around all the time because we love having you around. So we don't want you with
1: anybody. You just need a better picker. <laughs> yeah, your you're picker's broke. I'm, I, yeah, I have a friend whose picker's broke, but we're we're working on it. You know, we can fix pickers.
0: Well, I gave that friend the book Boundaries because I feel that the most innocent way that I can describe it, he just struggles with boundaries in his relationships. He jumps into these things and thinks that they are just the most wonderful, everything he needed, this and that. And he has a hard time drawing the line. Mm -hmm. And so I gave him that book to read, which I'm going to listen to it myself. I've read it once before, but I'm going to listen to it again because I also struggle with boundaries and I struggle with them in friendships. But it's okay to put up a healthy boundary and say, listen, this is not who I am. This is not the person that you're, Trying to convince me that I am, and until I give you a reason to believe this, then we can't do this. This isn't going to work. Which is exactly what my husband did with me. I came out of a marriage, which I will talk about another time, but I came out of a marriage where my trust was broken, and I I was broken from it. And so when I started dating my husband, and he would do things that I knew better that he like, if he wanted to go hang out with his friends, and I was by myself. There would be times I wanted him to come over and see me. He would say, look, until I give you a reason not to trust me, then you're going to have to trust me or this isn't going to work. And he put up that boundary with me. And I respected that because it's not fair to him for me to take out my past trauma and things that I experienced on him when he didn't do that.
1: Well, and that's what I was saying. I think there's a a very fine line between anxiety and your gut feelings. Yes. Because I think sometimes our anxiety can, can feel very, very real, very, very real. And we do kind of have to pull back and ground ourselves and ask ourselves those questions. Has he given me a reason to not trust him? Mm-hmm. No. Could I be feeling this way because of my past? Yes. And so I, I think, again, I think that's where that growth comes from in, in, trying to step back and not act immediately because I I will say this, that I have worked on it. I could continue to work on it, but I am a very impatient person. And so. Well, and I
0: think that's where all your growth stems from is, yeah, you've always had this gut feeling and you've always sort of noticed it, acted on it. But now you separate that feeling from I have this feeling. Is this truly the truth in what I'm feeling or is it, something that I'm thinking in my own head. right?
1: Is it anxiety? Is it past trauma? Is it, you know, just us girls being, you know, girls and being silly, whatever. And so I think <laughs> I have learned to be a little more patient in that. So it's probably another growth aspect. Again, I still am the world's most impatient person and <laughs> need to learn a little more patience. But I feel like, what is it, Evan Almighty, where he's like, God, make me patient. And he's like, I, did God make you patient? Or did he give you areas in your life to be to learn patience? Yeah. And so... I will say that's probably, again, going through everything I went through. I did learn a little bit of patience. Not enough. But so, yeah, I think I think learning to listen to that gut feeling, but taking some time, you know, not acting on your first your first. You know, I mean, again, this is disclaimer. I'm not talking about, you know, life or death gut intuition, like whatever. If you need to act, obviously act. I'm talking about do you feel like your top friend's talking behind your back? Or your husband's doing something against you or like those kinds of things that aren't life and death. Again, obviously that you can kind of take a moment and go, why do I feel this way? Do I really have any hard reason to feel this way? Am I being just kind of filtering through it and having that time to be patient and to really hone in on that gut instinct? Cause I I can tell you, you know, I, I still have it. And sometimes I am still a little afraid to like tell people like, you know, I'm feeling this way. But I will say well, the majority of the people in my life read
0: the room, too. I mean, right. if, if you think that you telling somebody isn't going to be the best option and they're not going to be receptive right. of it, then, yeah, I see where that. But the majority at.
1: of people that are close to me in my life know that, like, I, I'm not trying to brag when I say it, but I will tell people, I'm like, this is what I'm feeling. <laughs> and I'm like, almost never wrong. And they they roll their eyes. like We know like I'm and I'm not like and I, and sometimes it's, it's kind of a curse. I, I don't actually, want to be right.
0: I actually had somebody say that about you the other day. So a mutual friend of ours, Kayla, Mm -hmm. we were at the basketball game and I was telling her about our podcast. This was before even the first episode had dropped. And I told her that you were like the yin to my yang. You know, you were that other side of my brain that helped me come back to reality at times. And she said, she's always right. Like she is the one who will say things and be so confident in what she's saying and she's Typically, always right. Yeah,
1: it, and again, I feel like haughty. Let me toot
0: your horn. Yeah, like I, I
1: feel haughty saying it, but I'm—I don't mean it in a bragging way. I'm just like, I mean, you can choose to listen to me or not, but I'm, I'm literally never wrong.
0: Well, as an outsider looking in on someone else's situation, which is typically when you're using that gut instinct, it's easier to see the writing on the mm-hmm. wall and 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 to lay it out for someone in a way like, hey, this is how I feel, why I feel this way. And these are the things that support it. Now, when you're dealing with your own gut instincts in your own life, it's, it's easy to let those things spiral in your mind and
1: you. And then you, and then that's where it's hard to go. Am I just being anxious? Like, is it me? Hi, it's me. I'm the problem. It's me. Shout out Taylor Swift. (laughs) Bust into your karaoke, Carrie. (laughs) So anyway, that's, that's where my growth has come from. And I hope to continue to, to work on that, especially the, the patience aspect. God gave me three little reasons to be patient. So, you know, I, I, I don't know. I think, you know, let's start a conversation, like talk to us on Instagram about it. Cause I would love, I, I don't know that I've really ever met another person that has that feeling that women's intuition discernment as strongly as I do. It's, it's definitely a very interesting thing to have. And and you feel crazy, especially when you're, you're not even in that person's like in the middle of their issue. And you're like, mm. If I must, can I can I you raise your hand? Can I make hey, a judgment and you're ball? very
0: good about asking per, for permission yes. and that too. I'm like, do you, you've done that with me.
1: You you want my honest opinion and I and I just kind of give it and I I don't really make apologies for it because again, I'm I'm very rarely wrong. And and I will own it. I will completely own it if I'm wrong. And a lot of times I'll tell you, I really hope I'm wrong about this. Yeah. Because I don't want to be right because something just feels very ick. Well, and full
0: disclosure. We're not saying that Carrie is like a psychic no. or
1: clairvoyant. Oh no. And I can't like make it happen. It's just something that hits me, like mm-hmm. weird, you know, it's something just goes off.
0: Well, and this friend that I mentioned before, when he got into this relationship and I was seeing a lot of the things, I would talk to Carrie about it. And she was very right <laughs> in a lot of the observations. And And like I said, this friend, if he were to ever listen to this, which I don't know that he would, but he would, he would know and he would agree that he was a little bit blind by whatever it was he was blinded by. (laughs) But all of that to say, I feel like you and I have that same characteristic of, hey, if you're coming to me and you want my honest opinion, I'm going to give it to you whether you like my response or you don't. If you don't want my honest opinion don't ask me for it. If you want to say, Hey, I just need to vent and complain about this. I don't want any feedback. I just want you to let me say it. That's okay too. And I will sit there and I will bite my, lip. bite my lip and say it in my brain. And then later, if you want that feedback, I'll give it to you. But, and I think that we need more friends like that. Not saying that I'm the best friend that anybody could ever have, but I do feel like if you are receptive to truths, to people genuinely trying mm-hmm. to help you in something that they see in a way that you don't because of the connection you have to that situation, it's okay. It's okay to have a little bit of humility and say, okay, you're right. I, I did not see this. I did not perceive it that way. And we are not
1: here to put ideas in people's heads that aren't truly there either. No, but I would say like as a challenge, if you have someone that that is in your circle, you are very close with Mm -hmm. we're not talking some bum off the street because that would be like some weird that's some weird voodoo-ness i don't know about (laughs) that but if you have a close friend that you're going through a situation and they say hey like i just feel like this you know don't automatically shut it down listen to it sit on it really think about it pray about it They, they may they may there may be something there there may not i'm not saying there is and i'm not saying everyone has this gift i don't think everyone does have this gift but just as a challenge Maybe don't be on the defense automatically, mm-hmm. you know, and and there also is something to the way I approach it. I really try hard not to approach it like I'm going to tell you about yourself. I don't do that. Like no. I'm very much, hey, like I just I just feel like it might be like this if this happens or I just really get this weird feeling. And I don't know. But, you know, and, and so I do try to approach it very cautiously. And so I think if you have someone in your life that does that for you don't be defensive automatically Mm -hmm. because at the end end of the day, even if they're wrong and I'm sure they hope they're wrong. And a lot of times they really just love you and just want the best for you. Yes. And so the only times I've ever spoken up is because I'm like, I don't want them to get hurt, you know? And so I don't ever mean anything ugly by it or cruel by it. Again, I really hope I'm wrong Mm -hmm. the majority of the time.
0: Well, I feel like my growth point is not caring so much What other people think. And I'll elaborate on that. But first, I have found people in my circle that I know that I can go to and talk to who will be honest with me. And I am totally fine with their honesty. So, Lynn, you, Carrie, Jessica, and my friend Amanda. So, Amanda and Lynn are my two mentors. Amanda is my mentor in motherhood making decisions about my kids recipes things like that and and so much more than that because she has such a biblical aspect of of the way that she approaches things and and it helps because she has a son that is older and has been through a lot of the things that my son is going through now (laughs) and So she helps me a lot in that aspect. Lynn is wonderful because she is like a mother figure to me, but she did not raise me. She's never had children of her own. So she has a more realistic outlook on things. Like she's very matter of fact. She tells me things and it kind of brings me to reality too. You have such a connection to my circle when I'm dealing with something that involves somebody that we know or Even my husband or my kids, which mostly it's the girls that we talk about um, because our boys are just so different. They're the same age, but they're very different.
1: Middle school, man.
0: (laughs) Well, your son's a little bit more chill and laid back, but (laughs) mine's, mine's the life of the party, I guess. But I have you to lean on because you do have that intuition. You do have that, you know, I am looking at this from the outside looking in and you don't have an emotional attachment to it. Um, and then my friend Jessica, who we did our last two episodes with, which Carrie gave me her blessing for because she does not have the Elvis obsession.
1: <laughs> that it I just did. ain't there.
0: <laughs> well, I asked her if we could record that, me and Jessica, because Jessica does have that with me. And Carrie's like, yeah, girl, I ain't got it. I can't, I can't talk about it with you. So here, take that. Well,
1: Jessica, she's only known me since October. Which by the way, Shout out to my sister Carly. She was listening. She was like, wait, she doesn't like, she didn't know this girl. And I said, no, they met like in line at Halloween Horror Nights Uh in Orlando and they started talking and realized they were from like the same state. And she was like, stop. And I said, no, I'm serious. She goes, I would never, I don't, I don't want to talk to people in line. And I was like, that's just Michelle. Like she goes, and she like stayed with her. And I said, yeah, she just, and they've been talking and like be reeling and like, you know, Snapchatting or whatever they're doing, Marco Polo. Marco Polo in. Like she was like, Stop! And she just could not wrap her brain around the fact that you have a good friend now that you literally did not know six months ago. Yeah.
0: Well, what's funny about that is my husband, you know, being who he is, he was like, "How do you know that you're not going to get there, and her and her husband are going to chop you up into a million pieces?" And I was like, "Well, I guess if I do, I mean, I, I just there was nothing. I mean, when I tell you that we Marco Polo every day, all throughout the day, while we're working." All day long. I mean, we talk back and forth all day long. And maybe that's
1: part of, like, your aspect of discernment where you're just like, this girl's fine. Like, I don't have anything to worry about. Like, you just get a good sense of people.
0: Yes. So, talking to her, at first it was sending back and forth reels and pictures of Elvis and Austin Butler and all that stuff. And then she decided to listen to Priscilla's book, Elvis and Me, which I had already listened to. So I listened to it again with her, and it was almost like book club. She was like, I need you to get on Marco Polo so I can tell you my feelings about this book. So we did, and then it just turned into this is what we do. We wake up in the morning. We're like, hey, she's already Mar- Marco Poloed me this morning. And I – sorry, Jessica, I haven't responded back yet. You'll hear this in three weeks. But we talked, and then when I decided to go to Memphis, I did not stay with her initially. I stayed at the guest house, and we met up with her at Wahlburgers in the Bass Pro, The Pyramid one. Well, then we decided to plan the next trip to Graceland because they came out with that movie exhibit. And I basically was like, are you cool if I stay with you? (laughs) And she was like, yeah, I don't care. And then Lynn came with me. Lynn had no issues with it because we had been in a group chat with her so much. And then Lisa Marie passed away. And that whole trip was spur of the moment, too. I don't. Yeah, that's just I don't know. I just got a good vibe from her and her husband and. It just, it's one of those things, I guess, but, and actually we're going in March, her husband's work trip happened to be the exact same time that we are going for spring break to Universal. So we're going to be there at the same time, which we've worked it out to where we we can both be there Sunday and watch the Oscars together. If Austin Butler doesn't win the Oscar for best actor, I'm going to riot. Anyway,
1: (laughs) I don't even know where I was going with that.
0: We got off on this tangent about me and Jessica and our
1: friendship. Talk about your friends and like what they are to you. Oh,
0: yeah. So <laughs> Jessica, I can tell her something about a friend that she has no idea who they are. I can fill her in on the backstory. She has no idea who they are. And she just listens to me. She's just that friend that I can vent to. And she's like, yeah, I understand where you're coming from. And that's totally okay for you to feel that way. And maybe this is how you could approach.
1: Like, it's very right. brief. You know, those friends in your life that I don't want to say aren't in your inner circle like they're outside of and they're not as important, but they're in a, a different circle. You know, we all have mm-hmm. these little circles. They're in a different inner circle. It's nice to have those people to talk to about a different circle mm-hmm. because it's, it is just pure venting. They don't have a judgment call on it because they don't know these people. Mm-hmm. Just like you can go to a different circle and talk about that. I mean, and not like we're, it's not gossip. It's just, it's just being able to vent and not have someone feed into it. Honestly, to not have someone make you more mad or give you like, you know, fan your flame because they're just there to listen and go, wow, like that really sucks. Or that's crazy. Or I can't believe that happened, Mm -hmm. but they're not saying, I know. And I know this about them because I don't know them.
0: Well, and I had a friend like that who would fuel my fire and make things worse for me that I just couldn't, I couldn't do it anymore. I started having a lot of anger and resentment almost towards other friends so my growth in not caring so much what people think has a lot to do with being selective and who I choose to share information with you know when I talk to my husband about stuff he's like okay
1: no men while we love them but they want to fix
0: (laughs) yeah yeah so it's just not even beneficial to me to talk to Darren about a lot of that stuff but I used to care so much. I, I used to not care at all, to a point that it was almost unhealthy. toxic. Yeah, like it was not good. But then I got to a point where I cared so much about what people thought about me. If they thought I was too much to this, to that, and it really bothered me because I'm the type of person. I love people. I have a love hate relationship with people because sometimes I'm just get peopled out, and I'm like, this just too peopley today. But I do love people, and I love community. Community is something I thrive on. I love bringing people together. I can't tell you how many people that Carrie has met through me because of people coming to my house, and I invite Carrie and her husband, and they know these people now. And I love that. I love helping people make connections. But in the past, when I have done that, it's burned me a few times where I make a connection of people, they become friends and then I'm no longer part of the friend. You're ousted. I am. And, and I think it's because I am too much for people and I have been told that I'm too much and I have been told that I have a big mouth. Well, not to me, but to other people. And That is why I started this podcast so that I can have a creative outlet to be able to share things and get it off my chest. But in a way that's not because this is public. So I'm not here to out people. This is totally for me. I worry about things that I say to people or getting too intense for them and pushing them away or doing something that embarrasses them because it's me. Like I, I have really, really worried about that. A lot and now that I'm on a path of staying out of people's drama and not getting involved in things I still thrive on community I still love gatherings and to see people that I know and it's such a hard place to be in when you're like that when you have one person who you love dearly and want to be around and be friends with and then you have another person who you also love dearly. And same thing, but they don't like each other. I actually had someone tell me at one of my get-togethers, this was like my best friend at the time, say, hey, if you invite this person to one of your parties, I'm not coming. And it, it made it really hard for me because I love that person so much and I want them there because they're like my best friend. But the person they didn't want to come was almost beyond my control because it was the significant other of one of my husband's friends. And I didn't realize that in the moment. I just panicked. I panicked and I was like, Oh my gosh, well, I don't want to upset them and not invite them, but I don't want to upset her and her not, and and not invite her. But then if she's not going to come if this person, like it's, Oh my gosh. It just becomes very
1: controlling. It becomes very, you are trying to live your life by what other people think. And there's no, it leaves no room for you to have your own, thoughts and feelings and so I think while you said you were younger and you were you didn't care in a negative way you're just like wild in and out you know like whatever mm-hmm. then you care too much and you're controlled every move is controlled by like oh gosh is she gonna hate this is she gonna hate this is he gonna do think this like yes you have to come to a place where there's a middle ground of I do have respect for myself and others mm-hmm. you know I'm not gonna you know wear a thong on a public Family beach, right? (laughs) But at the same time, if I want to wear a bikini and maybe I don't look the best in my mind, like if I don't, I'm not, you know, I don't know, Heidi Klum, Cindy Crawford, I'm aging myself. Mm. But
0: Cindy Crawford's daughter's dating Austin You know
1: what? I'm still going to wear a bikini because because I'm okay with it, Mm -hmm. right? And so there is this middle ground of not caring. but It's not, I wouldn't even say caring about what people think, but having respect. Yes. Yes. Just like you wouldn't go cuss up a stormer for your grandmother. Yes. Like that's respect. Yes. Okay. Do you? Is it carrying what she thinks? Yes, but in a healthy way. And that's not because you're two different people or you're playing to the crowd. You just have respect. And you have before, respect
0: before I sort of went down this road of growth, I would just say and do whatever I wanted and not care about the repercussions. But then I would panic once. I, it was just one of those things I would just say what I wanted. And then later, when it would come back to me that somebody was like, Hey, you probably shouldn't have said that. I would get really upset and be like, Oh my gosh. And I would, it would wear on me. And I would think of, well, How can I defend this? How can I feel about this? How can I? They're wrong. But no, now I'm wrong. Now they hate me. This, and it's just a very heavy weight on my chest of, Oh my gosh, everyone hates me. I'm sad. Nobody wants to be my friend anymore but I love friends and it just it kind of put me into a place of I need to be more aware of the stronghold that people's opinions, people's advice and things like that that they have on me. Now, I don't want people to dislike me. I still have that that struggle. I don't want to be disliked. But if I'm disliked for something that is something that I stand for or that I truly believe in, and it's truly a them problem then that's something i'm okay with like you know if i go and tell somebody something i have to understand that something that that's something i've said can get out and get around right and if it does i have to be woman enough to say yeah i said that and i truly believe that because it's okay for me to speak up on this because it's something that it's what's right. It's what God has told me. Hey, it's okay for you to speak this truth because there's nothing wrong with that for me to go and blast someone on social media because I'm angry with them or go blast them in a negative light to someone else because I'm, I'm angry with them. That's not okay. Right. That's not the way you're supposed to do things. And then, It's that backlash of, I can't believe she said this. I can't believe this. So all of that to say, and I think I got off on a few tangents there, my growth in caring what people think about me, because I've worked on myself and being respectful of other people's feelings and not wanting to make other people dis... I had a a problem before where I, I didn't like for people to like the people that I disliked. I would go and be like, well, she is blah, 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 blah. And that's why you shouldn't talk to them anymore. Now, it's just one of those things. It's not my place to tell you, Carrie, not to like this person because they hurt me or because they've hurt my feelings. You can make that decision on your own. And just because it didn't work out with us doesn't mean that it can't work out with you, which has brought a peace in my life of it's okay for me to be around people who I don't mesh with.
1: Right. And different strokes for different folks because just like in, you know, lovey relationships, Mm -hmm. you date a guy, it doesn't work. It might work for the next girl, right? Like not everybody is for everybody and that's okay, you know? Well, and I have struggled with that because –
0: People who I love and connect with, I want everybody to like them and I want everyone to get along and I want everyone to be for everyone. And that's just not a realistic expectation.
1: Well, and I think that's probably another point of growth is that you're, you're okay with losing that, that fraudulent sense of control. You know, like in your mind, you were controlling it. You really weren't because no. people are going to do what they're going to do. But I think you have let go of that faux sense of, well, I'm going to control this because you don't have to control everything. Yeah. And that's exhausting.
0: Yes. Well, it it is very exhausting to keep up with who likes who and who's friends with who, and I've tried to just let go of that because I know we live in a big community, but it's small town. Everyone knows everyone. Mm -hmm. And especially when you're in the school system and you're in a certain group and, and everyone knows everyone, it's, it's hard to separate from those people. So I have tried to right my wrongs in the best way that I can recently had a situation where someone was angry with me because I shared information about a situation that was, was exposing truth in a big fat lie. Like somebody had taken to social media and ran someone's name through the mud. And I, and this is not one instance. This is several different scenarios where this has happened where I hear, Oh, this person said this about somebody. And I'm like, that's not true. None of that is true. They're saying this on social media, but they're also saying this behind closed doors. Those things, I will go to bat for somebody who deserves it, who is in a place of defenselessness and is being talked about or being put a negative light on them. And I'm not going to apologize for that. It would be one thing if I was feeding into what they were saying and involving myself and, and not defending, but if I'm going to hear it and I know for a fact it's not true, I'm going to tell somebody that. And that's just who I am. Like I, I, cause I love so deeply for people and it, it makes me sad when I hear somebody speak ugly about somebody that I care about. And I've struggled to cut that off in the past to be like, Hey, I know you feel this way about this person, but I don't want to hear about it because I'm afraid they'll get mad at me for it. So I don't know. I, That's my
1: growth is. (laughs) We're still growing.
0: Yeah. Always growing. Trying to do what's right and being there for the people who need it and not letting the, oh, well, Michelle's too much. That's my biggest thing is hearing that somebody has said that I am too much. It hurts my feelings. It puts me in a place of, well, why? Why is my personality too much for them? And now they don't want to be around me. Well, that's a them problem. Mm Mm-hmm. It is. If you don't like what I have to say, or my bubbly personality, or that I like to go and have fun, and this and that, that's a you problem, and that is how I will see it. So, find less, <laughs> I guess. Find less. Well,
1: Elise Myers is a Instagram. Oh yes, love her. She and made her curly hair. Shout out to you. I know you got some haters, but your curly hair. Left well, them, okay, because you are
0: lovely. Well, she made a whole video about fine less. And it really, Jessica, my friend in Memphis, she sent that video to me and it nearly brought me to tears because I have heard for so much of my life that I am too much, that I talk too much, or I'm this too much, and I'm that too much. And it's hurtful for someone to say, even about a grown adult. Like, it's we still have feelings. We, yeah. And
1: now when I hear that, I'm like, well, go find less. Again, not everybody is for everybody. Like, I'm not friends with everybody there are some people that I probably outright don't want to be friends with and that's okay. And they probably don't want to be friends with me. Like, I I don't know that I've ever been told I'm too much, but I have been told growing up, and I have tempered this. You know, you say you were too much. You were like, I really don't care as a kid. I didn't care in the sense that, like, I was more seen by people that didn't truly know me as – because I would just tell it like it is. Like, mm-hmm. I'm just going to tell you about yourself, right? Mm-hmm. Or just say what I thought, just more more probably like an Enneagram 8 where they just, if I don't like your hair, I'm just going to tell you. I, I'm not trying to be ugly. I just don't like it, right? Yeah. And I have tempered that because now I realize not everybody has to hear your thoughts and opinions. Mm-hmm. You're not going to change anyone's mind on just a judgment call. Now, a, a conversation maybe, but not just a judgment call. Mm-hmm. And my thoughts and feelings are my own. Like they're not—they don't have to be yours. We don't have to share that. And so, you know, I think, you know, us as teenagers versus us now in our thirties, obviously, vastly different, and 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 a good thing. Yes. You know, not not everyone's soapbox is the same. Not everyone's experience is the same. I, I recently commented on someone's TikTok. I guess this is going to be very cryptic because I it kind of leads into again my story, but of something. And I just said, hey, same boat, sister. You know, you know, everyone talks about these kind of people, but what about these kind of people? You know, just giving the other end of that spectrum Mm -hmm. and you would not believe the comments. Well, you're stupid. You're weak. I cannot believe you did that. You have no self-respect, like just judgment calls based off of one comment. Like, do you, you don't know me? Like, Mm -hmm. I don't, you know, and I'm not trying to change your mind and I'm not trying to tell you people are wrong for doing what they do or they're wrong for doing what they do, but you wouldn't believe the amount of people on the, on the internet that just feel like based off of one comment, or one video, they know you. It's easy to be a keyboard warrior. Oh, for sure, you yeah. know. And and I just, and I have yet, I'm not going to comment back. I, it's not worth my time. No. Again, I'm not going to change their mind. And they don't know my story. and I don't owe them anything.
0: Well, and maturity-wise, it's not necessary. Right. And
1: I was commenting on this one person. I was literally talking to the one person that posted the video. Mm-hmm. And yeah. everyone else has to come. And, and now, granted, I have gotten lots of likes, right? And like, yeah. oh, my gosh. But tons of, like you're an idiot comments, and I'm like, you don't know me, you know, (laughs) and so it's just comical to feel like, but you know, I think that's, that's an aspect of being adult enough to go, I don't care Mm -hmm. that you think I'm an idiot, like you don't know me, and I owe you nothing, I don't have to tell you my story, and I don't have to defend my story.
0: Correct. Well, you also didn't go on there and share explicit details of your story, right? people to judge you it was a very vague like same girl i'm with you and it's okay for you to
1: to resonate with somebody else's story and not feel like you have to elaborate or and nor was i again calling out people on the other end of that story that maybe chose a different path than i chose Mm -hmm. i I don't care what path you choose i chose the path i chose and i'm good with it yeah i agree you know so anyway that's on growth i would love to hear y'all's Growth stories? I would too. That is, I think that would be a very good
0: episode would be to read people's growth stories
1: and celebrate them and give them a virtual high five. And you know, you might even spark something in someone going, you know, I've been thinking about that. I've been praying about that. I've been really feeling like maybe I should work on that. I'm going to take this as my sign. Yes. That like, I need to work on that.
0: Yeah. Agreed. So, Well thank you for listening. We will put out an Instagram graphic about this for people to come and share their stories. We also have a Facebook group. If you want to be part of that, reach out to us and we can add you. We didn't spam everyone and invite them to the group in the event that they didn't want to be part of the group. So it's a community for people to be able to talk, vent, share, and we can talk about it here in a safe place.